Welcome to Gu Dao Jingxing, Walking the Timeless Way, a podcast that digs deeply into the timeless wisdom of Dao De Jing and seeking ways to walk it to help get through the chaos of today's world. I'm Ian Felton, a practicing psychotherapist and coder, and I'm joined by David Wong, a consultant and business coach. Good morning, David. Good morning. How are you doing? Well, I'm I'm feeling uh, a little rattled because today I was trying to do the intro without the text. So how how did it go? Ah, okay. I, I think overall, yes, uh, it uh, worked pretty well. And I think uh, you know you didn't stick to the or, original message, but that's fine. You know, we're acting like a Tao, right? Exactly. It was it was close enough. Yes. And so today we're going to do chapter seventy-three as we're getting closer to the the end of Tao Te Ching. And I know this one has um, some pretty interesting lines in it, and can also be pretty abstract. And so we want to kind of dig into it today and and see if we can make some sense of it for you know, our, the modern world that we live in. Great. So would you like to do the reading? And then after the reading, we'll do a translation and then get into the discussion. Yeah, sure. 勇于感则杀,勇于不感则活。此两者或利或害。天之所恶。素之其故，是以圣人由难知。天之道，不争而善胜，不言而善应，不招而自来，坦然而善谋，天网恢恢，疏而不失。Thank you. You're welcome. It's always nice to hear you read it so that I have a, a model to aspire to. <laughs> but it's very it's very nice hearing hearing um your delivery of it and and just hearing the pauses and where you choose to take a, a rest. Yes, yes. Okay. Well I'm going to read a translation. Again, I'm going to use I'm going to use Red Pines translation today, and it goes like this: Daring to act means death. Daring not to act means life. Of these two, one benefits, the other harms. What heaven dislikes, who knows the reason? The way of heaven is to win without a fight, to answer without a word, to come without a summons, and to plan without a thought. The net of heaven is all-embracing. Its mesh is wide, but nothing escapes. Wow, that's great. I especially like the, the middle part, uh, the parallel structure mm. of the translation about the way of heaven. The the um, 
to win without a fight, to answer without a word, to come without a summons, and to plan without a thought. Yeah, yeah. It it looks very. Uh, it sounds very elegant. You know,、mm-hmm. uh, the structure of the translation. And the the red pine translation is is one of my favorites, for sure.、Um, but what I want to really wonder if we can get into is, what the heck does that mean? Hmm. Mm. Yes, let's get into it. Okay, what's what's your reflection tell you? What's your intuition tell you that is meant by the way of heaven and how it accomplishes accomplishes all of this in a way that seems so counterintuitive to the human mind? Yeah, yeah.、Uh, you know, counterintuitive is probably the right word because. Uh, in our modern world, you know, a lot of the virtues we try to promote are kind of、uh, quite different,、uh, or contrary to what is being said here.、Uh, for example, in the modern world, we're encouraged to be more bold and daring and、uh, courageous. So we're all kind of a,、uh, you know, it's all mixed up.、Uh, so. Uh, you know, maybe we can discuss. You know, what is the the real courage? You know,、uh, you know, under circum、uh, what circumstances、uh, should we consider not to compete and not to say anything or not not talk too much? You know,、okay. not to overthink. I mean, pragmatically speaking. These are the kind of things I feel like people in modern days are really wrestling with, mentally and psychologically. Without a doubt,、um, we're in this very conditioned world, and and this idea of conditioning extends through many wisdom traditions. I think particularly. Buddhism and modern Buddhism talks a lot about conditioning and conditioned mind,、mm-hmm. and I think, in a more subtle way, that to me feels like the essence of this chapter. That this this middle part, where these four、um, ways of heaven are are spelled out,、mm-hmm. the way of heaven isn't. It's not conditioned like the how the human mind is. How、mm-hmm. we. We 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 kind of create all of this separation and competition and us versus them and and that sort of thing. But the way of heaven acts more holistically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When I think about it,、uh, you know, increasingly, I'm seeing you know some practices in the business world that reminds me of. You know some of these principles. For example, 不争而善胜 the first one.、Mm-hmm. Uh, triumph. Uh, what's what's your translation? Win with winning without. So in in Red Pine, he says it is to win without a fight. Okay, win without fight. Exactly. So. In the business world,、uh, you know, in recent years,、uh, I would say even like a, a, you know, for a decade now, 
people talked about this notion of blue ocean strategy versus red ocean strategy. Essentially, what it is is, you know, uh, traditionally, uh, you know, businesses, companies compete head to head in uh, in the so-called known known markets. So, mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, Coca Cola and the Pepsi Cola, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the beverage market. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the a lot of companies now are you know trying to find and discover. The, the unknown markets or the white space, so that they can get, uh, uh, you know, they they can um, get out of this kind of a, a you know, a downward spiral of you know competing head head, and they mm -hmm. can uh, innovate. So that's why they call the blue ocean. It's much wider. It's unknown, but it's wider, instead mm -hmm. of the red ocean, and. Uh, you know, people essentially offer the same thing. So, mm. you know, I think that kind of principle reminds me of you don't have to compete head to head, you know, with other people. You have to embrace some of the unknown and chart your own course. And it's more creative. It's more creative, yes. Those, you know, this is one of the examples I can think of when I, uh, when I, when I, you know, read mm -hmm. So how about some of the, the other ones? Does anything come to mind? Yeah, the second one is, you know, it's a, it's a you know, maybe a daily example uh, about communication. You know, we live in a noisy world, you know, filled with sound bites and talks and, uh, you know, people joking about, you know, we're more interested in hearing ourselves when we talk with others. When other people talk, you know, we're not really kind of listening. We're just like trying to figure out what's the next thing to say. Mm -hmm. So it's not a, like a real response, like a very good at responding. Uh, so we feel like we have to fill the air with words. And that is the best response. And sometimes maybe, you know, there are other ways of responding to things. Maybe, you know, simply our presence, you know, that silence and peace, uh, you know, between people. You know, it doesn't have to be verbal. Mm -hmm. That when, when words kind of take preeminence, mm -hmm. we can forget that there's this whole essence of existence underneath and that mm -hmm. for a lot of people words kind of displace that reality that that old saying of the the map isn't the territory that that comes up a lot and um different as a spiritual metaphor when we're talking all the time we can get confused and we can be staring at the map and then completely forgetting the territory that we're in. Yes, I, I love this metaphor. Uh, I think, you know, as we know, language is powerful, but language has its limitations because the moment we use a word, a concept, or a label, we're basically oversimplifying reality. You mm -hmm. know, we're building a, a mental construct or model to say, Okay, instead of like 
smelling the apple, feeling at the apple, and tasting the apple, uh, we're saying apple. So it suddenly it's just like becoming a very abstract, and uh, it's it's more like a symbol mm -hmm. of a reality. Uh, you know, I think it's sometimes it's a efficient way of communication, right? It uh, that symbol can be. Uh, traveled more easily because we don't have to ship the apple, right? We just mm -hmm. say apple. Mm -hmm. But again, it has its limitations. Sometimes I feel it can even lead to a, a lazy, a lazy mind. We don't care about the nuances of apple anymore. So we just say apple. And same similarly with the people. Instead of really understand the shape, the, 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 you know, the, the nuances of human beings, real human beings, we just give it, you know, a, a category, like say, you know, you know, blacks or whites mm -hmm. or Asians mm -hmm. or pro-Trump, you know, mm -hmm. things like that, or progressives. These are the kind of the language, you know, all kind of fueled by the words which I think, uh, you know, it's, it's created its own problems, let's say. Yeah, and I, I feel like you're really on to something and maybe to uh, elaborate a little bit on that, that if we think a little bit deeper about why um, we might be speaking that way and and may, maybe even why it's it's encouraged if we think about the fact that for mm -hmm. um our recent history since we've been industrialized since mm -hmm. our society has been industrialized mm -hmm. and our we've been industrialized too one of the key values of industrialization is efficiency Yes, yes. And in the pursuit of that efficiency, our thinking has been pushed in that direction of efficiency. Yes. But we also know that efficiency comes at a cost. It, it can squeeze the nuance out of things. It can squeeze the complexity out of things. It can squeeze the actual spirit out of things. Yeah, I mean, the, the juice of things, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, that juice, you know, it's like all squeezed out. You have a, a shell or something. Exactly. Just like when you said apple and you're like, okay, well, yeah, that might deliver an efficient idea of an, an object, but it removes its smell, its texture, its, its history, where it came from. Um, that individual apple, that story of that individual apple, who, who picked it? Where did it grow? What did the tree right. look, look like? That it, it tells so little about the reality of that apple, but it's incredibly efficient. Right, right. Uh, one thing I would like to add as I, you know, listen to what you're saying here is the fact that I think it, to some extent it's understandable that human beings need to sort out so much of our information, right? So through, you know, with the in industrialization, and also now we're in the living in the information age, I feel like people spend more time sorting out and processing 
than really like understanding and digesting. So to that extent, I feel the burden, the overload, right? People need to find ways to navigate. But that leads to a question. Another question is somehow we need a compass even before we do the sorting work, right? With efficiency, I feel we need to get a, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, take time to reflect what's really matter to us. So that way, you know, we do the big chunking and prioritization and without getting to the sorting. Do you see what I mean? Like, I feel like mm -hmm. we lose sight of what's really important. And of mm -hmm. course, you know, different people feel differently, but with so much going on in the world, without knowing what's really important, I think that also adds to this overall burden. Like we feel like we need to, whatever is thrown at us, we need to kind of take time to sort it out. I think that's significant. And, and I think that this is where kind of our, our modern, I, notion of identity is, is still kind of one of the biggest factors in, in mm. that. that. Mm. Mm. Can you say more about that? Yeah, that's well, an interesting thought. Well, just how you're talking about, we don't really stop and think about things at a, at a deeper level, that the information fire hose that's, that's pointed at us now, we know that we self-select what information we want directed at us based upon our identities. Am I a progressive? Am I pro-Trump? Am I, mm -hmm. you know, a, a conservative? Am I an anti-racist? Like, these are all labels that people kind of start subscribing to mm -hmm. and saying, that's me. And then they start getting that fire hose of information pointed at them. And that fire hose of information gets shaped and sculpted by software that tries to spray more and more of that their direction, knowing that that's going to get you know more advertising dollars generated for the content creators. So what's happened is rather than even looking at ourselves at a deeper level where we're this sort of pure consciousness of creativity that we decide to subscribe to these identities that also reduces us down to, you know, just an apple that eliminates all of our nuance, eliminates all of our intelligence. And, you know, now I'm either, you know, a conservative. And so now I decide, well, everything that it means to be a conservative based upon what these messages are telling me means to be a conservative, you know, not going to get vaccinated, not mm -hmm, going, mm -hmm. not going to believe the election. Um, there are all these cheap heuristics that are used in the spirit of efficiency, which is still this component of industrialization. And it works on the other end too. Like I, I'm, if I subscribe to, I'm, I'm an anti-racist. So now, you know, I act this way, I talk this way and it's all very, becomes very robotic Mm -hmm. and and it lacks depth and creativity but what's common about it is we're still positioned as sort of automatons in this industrialized 
information age where we're still just being exploited by people who are making a lot of money on these identities that we're subscribing to. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Interestingly, when you mentioned the word deaths, uh, I'm thinking, don't these identities have their own depths? But that depth is just like one dimensional depth. It's one dimensional. Yeah. As opposed to you're talking about that depth that, uh, you know, more like, a, I don't know the right word to describe it. It's more like a spiritual, like a human depth, right? I think yeah. human depth has very rich dimensions. Yes. And I think spiritual is even just one component of it because I think Mm-hmm. That can become its own trap. Like I'm yes. a spiritual, I'm a spiritual person, and so right. now I start like lacking creativity again because I now I've adopted a new kind of one-dimensional mentality where maybe I start acting in a certain way that I think right. a spiritual person acts, and it can right. become its own sort of one-dimensional approach. Right, right. So that kind of depth, and also, I mean, the I, I do see that. These different identities have their own depths, but they are not the depths that we are talking about. Mm-hmm. We're probably talking about the depths as deep as the universe itself, because we are the manifestation of a rich universe. Yes. Right? Those depths are kind of a more manipulated and uh, manufactured depths. Yes. In a vertical sense, because mm-hmm. I do see, you know, somebody who is a conspiracy theorist probably has the depth of all kinds of conspiracy theories. Yep. yep. And so specializing in, in that they can talk very knowledgeably about it. That's a great, a great example. Right. And somebody, again, who is a progressive you know, have all these theories and mm-hmm. uh, and uh, arguments about mm-hmm. this. And everyone thinks that theirs are right, right? Like the conspiracy theorist, I'm right. The progressive, I'm right. The conservative, I'm right. And, and, and they all believe the exact same way that, well, but my, but mine's really right. Like, but mine's the one that's really right. Yeah, exactly. And paradoxically, paradoxically, this kind of depth is superficiality. So the the deep becomes superficial, mm-hmm. going that direction, right? Yep, One dimensional yes. depth is becoming a superficial, deep but thin. Deep, yeah, 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 exactly. So deep, but po- but there's still a poverty there. There's poverty. Yeah, there there is poverty. Yeah. Yeah, that's actually, that's a, that's a very good word. <laughs> yeah. So that's the conundrum uh, we find ourselves in, um, mm-hmm. in, the, in the age we live in. Mm-hmm. So what do we do now? What do we do now? Um, Good question. Um, I think the question is, how can we take, how can we follow Tao and, um, you know, model it 
embody it in our daily mm. existence. Well, and I'm wondering if Lao Tzu didn't give us a little hint of that also when he talks about how Tao has a wide a wide net and and that there's all these spaces in it, but nothing escapes. Yeah, that you know it's doesn't say that that the net of of heaven is this very fine mesh like yeah like the tightly knit ideas like these these political identities that have been built <clears throat> where there's no room for debate right like you know you if 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 you're pro trump you're it's a very tightly knit net like there's no there's no wideness to it there's no space if you're a progressive it's very tightly knit there's you know there's no room like you know you're you're anti-racist or you're a racist right like there's no ambiguity that there's um there's no nuance to things so but right. laotsa talks about this wide net where there's all this room but nothing nothing escapes mm. yes so it's what the phenomenon you are talking about is sounds like an opposite of what Lao Tzu is talking about here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the the opposite of these rigid right. identities that yeah. that the way of heaven is just it's wide. There's all this space, but right. but it but but nothing escapes it either. Yes. Yes. so how how do we model that how do we how do we try to exist that way uh the first thing i can think of is to start with ourselves, even before we consider interacting with other people in other words ask ourselves do we create a space for ourselves? Are we experiencing, you know, that spaciousness inside ourselves? I think without that, without that understanding and experience, probably it's hard to create space for other people. Mm. We have to create space inside of ourselves. Yeah, yeah. I mean. Let me ask you a question, and we are kind of thinking aloud together about mm -hmm. this. So what really, Dre, you know, I, I feel like with the two people, there's like interpersonal dynamics, right? So mm -hmm. sometimes it's hard to know who causes who, like a chicken and egg issue. It's like a dynamics, right? Yeah. Start like snowballing. Yeah. But it starts from somewhere. It starts either from this person or that person. Right, then it's just like build upon each other's dynamics. Mm. So let's take one person for example. That's us, like ourselves. Okay. I was wondering, you know, sometimes what compels us to, um, you know, what is the 
you know, the psychological forces or mental forces at play inside ourselves that lead us to corner, you know, uh, push somebody to a corner and no room for discussion. Because yeah. I think it's critical to understand that dynamics and be aware of what's going on before we find a solution. That is an awesome, like that is, I'm so glad that you brought that up. And I think that there's an initial emotion, which is fear. Mm. And then the reaction to that is to try to create security. Mm. And okay. that's why, and that's why there's these deep, but thin identity constructions and, and we've seen them throughout time, right? Like there's, it, it, it's, it's been employed in society over and, and over again. But um, this dog, it, it's really the root of dogmatism. You know, I, mm. I'm afraid that I'm not enough. I'm afraid that I don't have the ability to... It, it, exist in my own creative mind. Mm, mm, mm. And so I create this deep, but poverty, this identity, deep, but poverty stricken identity mm. where anyone else who's adopted my own particular form of dogmatism, I feel safe around. Mm -hmm. And, and anyone who doesn't, they're an out group and I can hate them. I can reject them. I can diminish them. I can put them in the corner. And, and, and now I've created that distance so that I feel safe again. I see. I see. I see. I see. Um, so let me ask a follow-up question, which is this notion, this feeling of not enough, where does that feel not feeling enough come from? Is it from, within or is it from without how can we feel not enough or good enough or rich enough or you know safe enough well that's the first first thing that we have to look deeper at is that in and out is is an illusion um, okay okay but all there is 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 our experience of consciousness in in the world that that's all that we're ever experiencing so it's conditioning that creates that feeling of of not enough conditioning as a relationship between us and the the it, in environment as our consciousness has experienced it so whether that's um from our interactions with parents with our classmates with our school with you know na nature but then we have to keep going and looking back and looking back and looking back. And I think that where there's been this pivotal switch is even going back to Lao Tzu's time when right around the time that humanity was transitioning from hunter-gatherers who didn't have notions of private property. Mm -hmm. They existed as part mm -hmm. of the environment, part right. of nature, didn't see a separation. Like they, 
follow the food, follow the water, follow the seasons, follow the animals. Part, part of that net of heaven that nothing escapes from, but is wide. Right, right. Part of everything. No distinction between different people, different um, externals and internals that wasn't thought of in the same way that now we think of ourselves as separate. We think of my property, my house, my wife, my kids, my possessions, my property line. And Lao Tzu saw what happened. I mean, as soon as people started having those lines drawn, that immediately started conditioning people to possess and, and to then feel threatened by trying to hold on to and possess what they saw as theirs. And now there's this sense of lack because the reality is we can't possess anything. Like, we don't possess anything. I just watched my cat die this week. Oh, sorry to and hear about Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. But if, if you need those illusions punctured, even how I said that, my cat, I didn't. And, and when she was dying, that was the biggest recognition that I had. Like, I never possessed her. Like, mm -hmm. she, she wasn't mine. Right. And, and she didn't even possess her own body. That body wasn't hers. Right, right, right. Yeah, so true. And so we, we go through life with this mentality that I possess all this stuff, that I possess even, you know, I have this piece of paper that says this is my house. And so now I go through every day trying to, to stake that claim and make, making sure I can make that mortgage payment because that's mine. That's mine. And, and our bodies, the same thing, like this is my body and I've got to prove that it's mine. Yes. And so our whole lives get organized around this, this mentality that's very deep, but is still full of poverty. Yeah, yeah. So to uh, make sure I uh, understand your point, in the original state, right, before the separation, either separation from nature or separation from other people, mm -hmm. uh, that, that feeling of not enough was probably not there or not mm -hmm. as strongly felt as nowadays. Right, because right? you were busy every day feeding yourself and finding water and mm -hmm. helping each other. And mm -hmm. there just, there wouldn't have been time for it. Right. So or that, even an, or even an idea of it. And right, of it. right, right, right. So maybe the key to find our way back is to reappreciate this notion of togetherness or interdependence i mm -hmm. i know it's yes. it's kind of a hot it's kind of a hard because it it took you know maybe human society human civilization for i don't know like a from you know hunter-gatherer society onward you know when private properties start to emerge mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. uh, it, uh you know this notion of mine 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 start mm -hmm. to happen mm -hmm. I, th I think at least a thousand of years right from the yeah. time yeah. Right. So to undo or to unlearn 
I was, you know, I'm wondering what needs to be done on a, at a practical level. So in other words, uh, uh, let me give an example. Okay. Uh, let me ask you, uh, if we try to walk the timeless way, mm -hmm. uh, what can be done about it? You know, like you and I, we, 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 in the past, we talked about this social phenomenon of, uh, you know, loneliness and, uh, you know, suicide, opiate, you know, opiate, yeah. you, know, the, you know, this spiral of despair. Um, you know, one key notion is like put ourselves in the shoes of one of these human beings, real human beings, mm -hmm. right? Um, I, you know, just based on everything we discussed right now, you know, this sense of my own, my own identity has been challenged because I'm not able to make money for my family, right? Mm -hmm. It's still mm -hmm. that notion of kind of a losing and uh, my own, right? Mm -hmm. uh, so in that person's uh, situation, I think a lot of the fears start to happen. Like what do other people, my family, my community see of me, right? That fear, that not enough feeling. So during mm -hmm. that time, is there a way of seeing things or doing things differently mm -hmm. than this kind of uh, more of a conditioned mind points us to the extent sometimes we cannot face that reality anymore, we just kill ourselves? If we do a, you know, shifting, do if we shift our mindset, shift from a not enough I'm a loser. I cannot, you know, that kind of mm -hmm. everybody's winning. All mm -hmm. the winners, you know, they, you know, the video I shared with you, right? That guy mm -hmm. said, you yeah. know, in America, it's all about winning. If you don't yeah. win, nobody will come to talk to you even more. Yeah. Can you talk more about that video just for, for people listening to give them the context? Yeah. The video was part of the production of the BBC. Uh, the journalist from, you know, the reporter from BBC uh, interviewed a, uh, a, a, you know, some people uh, in the Midwest. And uh, one of the uh, interviews was pretty touching. You know, I feel like the guy who, you know, tried to kill himself, um, I think when he looked at his dog and said, mm -hmm. am I going to leave her, her right mm -hmm. if i mm -hmm. kill myself uh, kind of struggled and then mm -hmm. he reflected on you know this thought of suicide about you know the societal forces being kind of the winners takes it all you know if yeah. somebody in a you know this uh, system you know if you win then everybody will you know you're 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 taking all the glory mm -hmm. and love yeah, yeah, you, you get loved, you get respected or whatever. So, you know, that's the background of the, you know, the, my question, like, mm -hmm. is anything in the way of heaven or Lao's wisdom here can help? Well, I, th I, I think so, because it, it, it pierces all all of that kind of going back to um, another thing that you and I started to talk about, about w what is sacred, 
Mm-hmm. And in our society, kind of what you were talking about with him, his belief that what's sacred is winning. And that life then is this competition and what's sacred is is being on the winner side of of that. I mean, I even, you know, I, I do these Chinese lessons three days a week with my teachers in China. Mm-hmm. And like they're young people who are these teachers and just like the fixation on the Olympics right now mm-hmm. and where you can tell like how serious it is for the people of China that they be, that, that they're getting the most gold medals mm-hmm. and that, and mm-hmm. that they're winning mm-hmm. these competitions that the whole national identity is wrapped up in these stupid sports that like you can tell like how upset they get when like japan wins an event that they think that they should have won or or how kind of like cocky they they like there's this like you can see the pride when they feel like oh yeah we're the ones that are winning the most medals and and but that that now is replacing what's sacred. Like what what's sacred is these little pieces of metal that some person who can jump around on a mat or you know like move their body a certain way that uh, you know it 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 becomes so per- perverted and perverse. Right, right, right. Exactly. And and so you know, shifting that notion, I mean, I think that's what this provides is that that's not what's sacred. What What's sacred is beyond the physical manifestations and forms in, in society that that's all just, those are illusions. Right. How could somebody like, you know, the one in the video, uh, that guy, without any exposure to these uh, uh, spiritual heritages, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, both in the West and the, in the East, can start to get a sense of that from the surrounding mm-hmm. environment. Are there bits and pieces, are the kind of the little reflection of that sacredness you're talking about? Mm-hmm. They taste it in some way which are the pointers to that sacredness you're talking about. Mm-hmm. In, in, uh, in other ways, I feel like a lot of people are really very, uh, they are senses people. They, they sense things, they see things. Mm-hmm. Are there things in their settings mm. that are sacred enough to get them, to get them away from this fixation of black and white losing and winning a perverted one Mm -hmm. that's my question obviously if it was a simple answer society wouldn't be this way i mean like Mm -hmm. look at how sick our society is it's Mm -hmm. and and not just our society look at the sickness in the world i mean it's spreading it's spreading to china it's spreading to india it's spreading i mean it's everywhere now it's spread Mm-hmm. This materialist notion of um, 
possessing possessing and possession and how much you have being wrapped up in what you're worth or your or these identities being right so i mean the sickness is is spreading it's not it's not a it it it's a it's a plague around the world that's very true and at the same time the the sacred the sickness is there but the sacredness it's also there yep it right? hasn't it's gone like anywhere a deep it doesn't like disappear. It's probably no. just like a Tian Wang Hui Hui. It's all mm. part of the fabric, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, what I can think of is, for example, the love of the family. Mm. You know, the feeling they, I mean, even the love of the dog, right? Yeah. Isn't well, there you that, go. Isn't that a little spark of sacredness yes. that stops him, right? That exactly. is the sparks. So how can we find more sparks to raise that awareness of that sacredness, permanent existence as a part of our being, mm -hmm. and sometimes even magnify it a little bit to see that clearly? Yes, I and, mean, and to, it's to fight it, with this spreading mm -hmm. sickness, and it's it's that reversing of the conditioning. So it's mm -hmm. it's. On some level, even like the mapping of psychological flexibility, mm. where it's letting go of these identities, l letting go of this possessiveness, where we feel that we have to control, we have to possess, where we have to prove and assert an identity in the world in order to have love, belonging, mm -hmm. and, and value letting go of all that so we we can't unlearn the conditioning of this society like we know it too well we're all conditioned by it right right do you think that sometimes i feel maybe one key to that is to do the decoupling so in other words uh that kind of a conditioned thinking is embedded in all the all forms Yep. In other words, I can think of an, a, another example. Like say we're giving, you know, in a society, you know, one of the ways we express our appreciation and gratitude and the thinking of someone is to give gifted giving, right? Mm -hmm. Right? So in that gifted giving, I do believe there's a sacredness in it. Mm -hmm. But we lost we lose we have lost sight of that sacredness, underlying sacredness. And we are more focusing on the forms of it. Like mm. say, you know, is it something, you know, I, I think in the old days when China still, you know, is very, is developing, you know, I remember going back to the United, uh, com, coming from the United States, uh, having some anxiety about how people will judge my gifts uh, mm. I brought back. Because, um, you know, I was still a student. I'm not making any mu much money. Mm. But I also wanted to share share with my relatives, my uncles and aunts, that I was thinking of them. Yeah. But at the same time, I'm worried about, you know, they compare the gifts, the value of the gifts. Mm -hmm. You know, of course, you know, I took ask the 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 uh, the shop the store assistant to take away the uh, the labels, but I'm still worried about how they judge it. Mm -hmm. So, in other words, those two things are. In many forms, I feel in society are interrelated. You know, we are sometimes consciously or unconsciously 
get lost in the forms yeah. without thinking. But only when we are awakened to that un underlying spirit of many forms. For example, even making money. I feel like making money, uh, the underlying of it is can be support our family. But mm -hmm. the way we do about making money, sometimes, you know, are in kind of cross purposes mm -hmm. with our original intent. Like, yeah. instead of like making money, we actually end up like being away from our family for a long time. Mm -hmm. We do not talk to them. We are preoccupied. So what's the point of making the money? You have all the money and then that spirit disappeared. Yeah, and the point is you're just being exploited by the exploiters who have created this system that wants you to to act that way because it's in their interest, not yours. Yeah, yeah. So the question is, a lot of the things, you know, we cannot cast the human forms away, right? Uh, you know, all these expressions and rituals, uh, but how can we, from these forms, we distill from that and, and separate the conditioned mind because it has to, in the human time and space, it needs to take some form, right? It's there. The conditioned mind is there. Is there, yeah. Or dissolve it or lighten it a little bit. Change your relationship to it. Change your relationship to it, yeah. Yeah, it's an ongoing process but that's that's why we say w walk the timeless way because uh, walking is one step at a time and it's unceasing like you, you don't you don't just do it one time and you're you're done yeah when you when you stop walking you stop living yeah yeah it's ongoing it's a journey but it has to be the focus of our path it has to stay with us it has to be there's a vigilance to it that um krishnamurti the spiritual philosopher mm -hmm. and i'm kind of wrinkling a little bit at spiritual because i think he even warns against the using those types of labels for the reasons that we've been talking about but he says you know most people won't do this type of reflection until they they start experiencing more pain mm. than convenience and comfort. Mm. Mm. And this this society, this system creates enough comfort that for most people they'll they'll tolerate a lot of emptiness and meaninglessness mm. and all and all of that for the security that it provides. That that sense of security of, of right. They're so afraid. Well, if I if I step out of this conditioned way of thinking and living, right, that's more terrifying than you know being this kind of domesticated animal that's being exploited. That I, I'm not going to really question it. And what he says, you have it, it, if there was a rattlesnake six inches away from you, how how alert would you be then? Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. That's a very, uh, I think, a very profound observation. I feel like um, a lot of the comfort really in the society kind of softens, softens us, 
Yeah. Especially young people. Yeah. But ironically, that also adds another la- layer of pain to it. You know,、mm-hmm. you you kind of feel like everything is comfortable, but deep inside,、uh, I don't. Sometimes people might feel powerless because you don't have the muscle if something happens.、Mm-hmm. Well, and and I think that that also explains this kind of big shift in younger people toward socialism.、Mm. You know, the old way of thinking was very individualistic. Like I'm I'm going to、mm-hmm. develop myself and become skillful and you know、right. kind of either be an entrepreneur or a master at my my craft or or whatever.、Right. And now this shift towards socialism, that you know, we're all going to basically just create a bigger cushion, a a, a bigger safety net, you know, a basic income, universal healthcare, right?、Um, all of these things. But all that that's doing is amplifying that security, which、right. which is already what's creating the sense of lack, the sense of. You know, it it doesn't eliminate the need for this possessiveness, but now instead of it being like, you know, I possess something, it just shifts it to like we we possess something. Right, 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 right. But but the possessiveness doesn't go anywhere. Right, right, right. It just distributes it to like, oh, now we're we're all possessing now. Now instead of just me needing to possess, like I get more comfort in in knowing that. You know, we're all possessing it together, and so that gives me even more of this illusion of security. It doesn't fix. It doesn't change anything. I don't think so. That's why I feel like the capitalism or socialism, these isms,、mm-hmm. ultimately create their own illusions. Yeah. Hmm. I mean. I, I can see there's a pendulum swinging back to socialism. I can see the reason, but、mm-hmm. as you said, once we get there, we'll be disillusioned once again.、Mm-hmm. As you said, because the root problem hasn't been resolved, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, David, I noticed we're running out of time for today. Um, but I have a feeling that、um, there'll be plenty for us to discuss next time. Great! I look forward to our next、uh, discussion. And want to thank the listener listeners for joining us today, and and always encourage you to reach out to us on walkingthetimelessway.com. You can interact with us.、Um, Join our our site and our our community, and and hope to see you there.